since we fucking ill at the moment. You always, whenever we do podcasts in the morning, you're always ill. <coughs> Sorry, so I've got a horribly down the mic there. Yeah, I think it's because um, I'm probably allergic to waking up. That's probably what it is. But you've had a quite heavy week, though. Yeah. What have you been doing? Working, drinking, working, drinking, working, drinking. He, Rob sent me a picture. You were working down south in Devon. Yeah. And um, he sent me a picture. I'll probably put it on the, the page. At about 11 o'clock in the morning or something, with a beer in his hand, working. Yeah, so I and, and it was your third beer. Yeah. You've been working for, like, a, a mate of ours, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he's a bit of a boozer. He, like, he likes his uh, drinks and stuff. So started off all right. I mean, beginning of the week, because, uh, to be fair, it's because I was up ladders. And then, uh, once I was down off the ladders and it was all low work, it was like, here's a can. Here's another one. Here's another one. Yeah. I fell over. I was... <laughs> Painting the back sort of like area of the shed. Well, you were getting pissed then, like proper pissed, not just having a couple of beers. I think uh, I drank three three cans in about half hour. So and it was about eleven in the morning. So my body was going, "What the fuck?" You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And I was, I was sort of painting the back end of this shed thing, and I fucking fell in this bush. <laughs> 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 and the sheep's in the field next door, and they were like, "Fucking just jumped and fucking done one." And was looking at me, the sheep was like, "What the fuck?" It's like going, it's like that at Stu's house, isn't it? Yeah, it good. does get a bit boozy at like nine yeah. o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I, I, if it was flat at the back, that back going, it would have been all right. But there, there was bushes and all sorts. Plus, I had drunk three cans by that point quite early. And my body was just going, what the fuck? Yeah. Too early for this. It is early. It's breakfast, mate. You should be having a cup of coffee. Beer, breakfast, then beer, then beer. Yeah, it's good. It's all good, man. Sesh days, though, they are. Yeah. It's difficult to... You can't... Once you start drinking like that, you have it, to just sort of carry on. It kind of like a... Fucked. Yeah, but it's like... It, you wake up feeling better if you do that, rather than just going out like eight or nine and drinking till two in the morning if you drink from about 11 to about 12 at night you wake up fine next day I do you yeah it's like it's, I think you just drink steadier I think that's why I think you kind of subconsciously know that if you keep fucking boozing it's not happening yeah you, you're going to be on your ass by four and then you're just going to be vomiting in the bush somewhere or... and that's the other thing is if you if you're drinking from that early on in the day and you say you get through sort of like three o'clock in the afternoon you think I'll just have a quick shower or something like that, freshen up. Yeah. You're fucked. That's it. No it's chance. the end. You're fucked up. You have it? to keep drinking. If you yeah. stop drinking, that's it for me. Yeah, you, it's you, the end. You, you pass out, don't you? Literally, you get into that sort of like sort of drunk slash sleep mode and then you fucking sleep and it's all fucked then. So, I did it the other day. I lay down and I lay down for 14 hours. I nice. Didn't, <laughs> I, didn't I just lay down and that was it. Just Next day. I was like, fucking lie down, that one. <laughs> Epic lie down. Yeah, man. So, um, I don't know whether you, I haven't spoke to you, but. I turned on the news this morning and uh, uh, a hydrogen bomb has been tested in um, North Korea. Oh, really? Yeah, they've properly done one. Like in the capital of South Korea, Seoul, they had um, earthquakes and putting out the evacuation alarms. Oh, right, okay. Proper death. Proper fo- no, <laughs> I haven't seen any of the news this morning. Well, well it doesn't surprise me. He's going to get fucked in the ass well, soon, I think, anyway. Well, I, think, I think that's, you know, he keeps fucking... That that place where um, he threatened to sh- uh, hit Guam. Guam. The only way it could be hit was a missile going over Japan or something, right? And they did that the other day. They shot a missile off over Japan and put it in the sea, like an and what I think. But I, th- I think as much as I hate war and I think it's bad, I think it's I think it's about time uh, cheese eating Kim needs to be uh, um, evaporated from this planet. Well, it's, it, what they've said is they've said, look. 
right? They've now demonstrated that they've got a missile that is capable of travelling, you know, thousands of of miles and uh, and 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 ditching in the sea. Now that's just a delivery vehicle. And what they've done now is obviously they've tested a hydrogen bomb. Said so if we I mean, put that yeah. on that, it will do it. Yeah. We know we can get that at least that range. We, you know, we don't even know if they've fueled the vehicle enough to go any further. But, but what they've sort of what, they put all the busy, they put all the, the uh, pieces together now. What do you think his advisors are doing? Because they must know shit around the world, and even Kim must know. Isn't they going? Because um, he can't really stop him because he because he just tells you otherwise you're going to get your head cut off or disappear or something. Does. But they must be shitting themselves. The, the main top of clever advisors going out going, fuck, well, I know we, we can do that, but we will get fucking fisted straight away. Well, South Korea have um, said that they're, they're gonna, well, they want to respond with a, a tactical weapon, a massive tactical weapon. Um, they get a lot of their military hardware from the US, and I think that they're talking about potentially... Star Wars that, shit. No, that mad, <laughs> that mad bomb that took out every, everybody. Yeah, one of those big fuckers. The mother of all bombs, yeah. yeah that was a test. Stick that was, that that was definitely a test from Trump, I think, as well. Because yeah. it was one that he could get away with, wasn't it? It's was like the biggest bomb he could get away with. Yeah. And why would you do that? Why would you do it to a whole valley, right? Or you, have, If you knew they were there, all you've got to do is fucking wait for them to come out and then just hit them with a direct strike. Except for just blowing force. up the whole fucking lot. Which m- means to me, like you were saying a while ago, um, that it's it, it's it's a kind of like ego, Kim. This is what we can do without nuclear weapons. Well, it's such a localized blast that they, they, they could just shove it straight on the nuclear test facility. They could chuck it on the launch they'll facilities. And they'll, would... they'll drop they'll drop a big fucking bomb on on the main. They'll know where the, the facilities are, Scary. and they'll just drop that. It's actually scary. When I it'll saw kill, that this morning, it'll kill a load of innocent yeah. people, but it, they'll they'll hit it direct. You know it, what I mean? It, just to fuck it all up completely. It's pretty scary. And, it, and then it got me thinking actually this morning because I was quite nervous and I hurt when I read that. I was like, oh shit, this is you know fuck. Something might happen. Really might happen now. I might well, just be talking. But in the then, UK, we're okay here. We will be fine. It seems well, to be the beef seems to be with Japan, China. Um, USA, yeah. unless it breaks out into some fucking world war, which I don't think it will. No. I think that the conclusion is um, they will, everyone will have to stop him. So, in other words, they'll either have a war or he'll disappear. He's somehow. a bit too reckless. Yeah, something yeah. will happen to him. Yeah, basically, that's how I see it. I think it's leading to something bad happening to well, him. It is, but you, I was listening, I was thinking the other day. And after hearing the stuff this morning, that like the nuclear, you can't uninvent a nuclear weapon. But when you think about it, the the um, the US showed amazing restraint after World War Two because they had the only nuclear weapons in existence, and they could have crushed any of their enemies. Yeah, yeah. So, but they they chose not to. They could have obli- they could have just nuked the Soviet Union into oblivion and then gone well, that's them gone as well. But they didn't. But the, their attitudes changed over the years, haven't they? Do you know what I mean? They everyone kind of thinks of them as. Um, it sounds like I'm going to really offend them now, but they're kind of like in We're your like face. To offend you. Yeah, like in your face, and we've got the power, sort of thing, which they do. But not I don't the military, know, yeah. not the people, the military. Yeah, 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 you have yeah, a, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, I don't mean the people. I mean there isn't. There's, there's the, definitely the, an aggressive yeah. stance from America militarily, yeah, yeah. but that's yeah. just the way it is. That's yeah. that's the way that they are. But that that works for them though, because it stops people fucking with them, doesn't it? So. So, yeah, but what am I to say? That, you know what I mean? But, yeah, whatever. Well, well let's stop talking about war now. Yeah, fuck war. <laughs> we got fuck any, war. You got anybody you want to mention? Um, everyone again. That's everyone in the world. Everyone in the world who's listening. Um, thank you for listening. Um, Kim, you, if you're listening, mate. Yeah, Kim, you cheesy-eating, gouty fucker. Stop it. You're right. Don't do it. Don't do it, mate. You're going to get fucking fisted. <laughs> you're going to get a nuke actually directed straight up your anus. You're going to get a bomb put on your head. Yeah. It's going to go up your ass and out your mouth. <laughs> 
that's how good they'll be. Uh, I want to say hi to Dan Peach on Facebook. He, he's basically come up with a good suggestion of Morgellons disease. Or, is it Morgellons or Morgellons? I never know how to pronounce it. But it's, it's I'm going to say Morgellons. Yeah, Morgellons. <coughs> God, I'm sorry, I'm drinking coffee and it really is making my throat dry. Does it do that to you? No, but to be honest, it's because I've been drinking all week, really. Oh, yeah, so. so, yeah. So, yeah, hi, Dan. And uh, yeah, we'll put that um, episode suggestion on the list. Say, uh, go check out Deadglass Design. Yeah, man. Sean over in um, Australia. Crack cushions! Crack cushions, as always. Go check them out. And better than your boyfriend. Dawn, I'm still waiting for an email response from our friends in China regarding the human skull. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get a human skull? <laughs> yeah. Wicked. Oh, awesome. That'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, we can have it on the table. Oh, wow, we've, I think we. I, I do think. I know I said it a while ago. I just haven't um, done it yet. But I think every episode we I need to buy sort of a, a little bit of merchandise, a, a momentum, a momentum to remember the episode, remember, and yeah. just stick it around the room. Yeah. So we definitely can cover our base with the human skull. But yeah. I, I reckon, Dawn, that, I reckon that, it's going to be, be pretty, pretty prized possession that one. I, I, yeah, but I reckon it's going to be well expensive. So uh, do you reckon? Yeah, Dawn, don't don't hold don't out. Don't know if it's from China. It's probably probably been made by someone. It's no, a real it's human real. skull. Just 50, 50 plus years of age. That's right. what it says. Lifetime above 50 years. Shit. You can buy feet, hands. Own someone's... <laughs> i tell you what. Why don't we just... Because we talk about murderers a lot. Why don't we just try and speak to a murderer and go, we know you've got trophies. Can we just have one? Yeah, we'll, you, we'll promote you on the show. If you're a if serial you give killer. Us a, if, you give us, yeah, if you're a serial killer and you've got kneecaps, uh, would you like a, a mention and a promotion? Yeah. And we'll, we'll take a kneecap off you. We'll give you a shout out if you send us a toe. Yeah. That'd be, well, oh god! You know what's going to happen now? We're going to have fucking all sorts of shit coming in from people. <laughs> oh fucking yeah. hell! Fucking knobs and eyeballs and fucking n- ends of like noses and stuff sent in. We're like fuck nipple belts. <laughs> yeah, nipple belts. Well, if big if uh, if Gein is it Gein? Yeah, that'd be quite cool. I wouldn't mind a nipple belt. <laughs> well, you wouldn't mind the nipple belt. No, because I, I'd be, I'd be like appreciative because he's he's put some effort into oh, that. Crafts. It's not not a case that he's just cut off a nipple. And went here's a nipple. No, I'd no. go, you're fucking insane. But if he made a nipple belt, I'd go, he's thought about this. See, this is what we're dealing with. He's generally, gentlemen. a nice guy. This, this <laughs> is what we're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. If you send Rob a nipple, he'll report you to the police. But if you send him a nipple belt, he'll invite you around for dinner. Yeah, he'll be like, well, he's put some effort in. They've put effort in. They've 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 made it for me. That's how. <laughs> I'm a 32 waist, by the way, so <laughs> maybe 30. But yeah, if you want to do that, please do. <laughs> if, uh, if anybody's got any episode suggestions they want us to cover, topics, just let us know. If anybody wants any free stickers, contact stickers, us. Yeah. My girlfriend has kindly designed us a load and we'll send them out to you. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. We've had a few more. Thanks very much for everybody yeah. who's doing that. Really Thank helps. you. Big thumbs up. Yeah, thanks very much. So um, I think we might as well just go on with the episode. <laughs> Let's rock and roll. That was, uh, I hope you like that music. That was um, Ben, uh, better than your boyfriend. He's uh, he sent us in, uh, Dropbox me some that tune so we can bang it out, man. Yeah, Play man. it if you want. So nice one, Ben. If you yeah. like that, go check out the band. I'll uh, put some 
notes in the show notes with some links or something so you can directly go straight <coughs> to the source. Yeah. But they're fucking cool, man. Yeah, so man. if anybody else has got any tunes they want us to play, we'll do that. It's quite cool, man. Yeah, yeah. It's quite cool because it's like all personal sort of tunes that someone else has made. It's not like fucking Foo Fighters or something. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows. Ground so up, man. cool, yeah. Yeah, man. Right then, so we might as well crack on with this episode, uh, which is about organ memory. Organ memory? Organ memory, yeah. Um, in a way, I suppose this episode is, is sort of about death, really. Because, right. But well, actually, no, it's probably more about... Really? We, we don't really talk about death much. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> we don't really. <laughs> Far out. Yeah, this, Ra- is, this is different, man. Radical subject. I mean, in the past, we've looked at some compelling cases of reincarnation. You know, you know babies are born um, when the child's of a young age, usually around two or three, they start to vocalise internal thoughts and feelings. Um, and in some cases, the children start to relay information about strange events, things that don't make sense, you know, things that like a three-year-old shouldn't and couldn't know. In one example, there was a, a child having nightmares about burning to death. I mean, this was mentioned in our, I think it was a reincarnation one that we did. Um, okay. I'm just recapping some of these so you can see what we've, you know, everyone can go back to some of the episodes we've had to listen to uh, done sorry yeah so in one example the child was having nightmares about burning to death and the child in question was telling the parents that he had died in a plane crash in world war Two, uh, which is a verifiable factual story that happened to a fighter pilot near iwo jima off the boat called i think it was called an atoma he was able to this two-year-old boy was able to recall the name of the pilot who died who he claimed he was yeah uh, he was also able to name the type of plane flown he was also able to oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. name crew members. He knew he's, you know, yeah. some of them were still alive and they confirmed it when they went to meet them. Uh, he knew the type of aircraft carrier he flew off. Uh, he knew the battle he died in. And they went to check the, the military records. Sure enough, they found everything that this two-year-old boy had said was real and factual. You know, he, he, how, can, how can that be the case? I know, it's, um, it's a bit crazy, isn't it? There was a case in India where a child was born with a birthmark and claimed that at a really young age, that the the mark was was actually a scar from where he was hit over the head and killed. So he was he's essentially claiming that he was he was murdered. murdered. Now the child was so convinced, the police followed up on on what he said and led the boy. Uh, the boy led them to a spot where they actually dug down and found the murder weapon. This then led to a series of uh, you know breakthroughs in the case, and it actually resulted in, in an arrest of a man who killed the kid. Who killed the person before you? <laughs> yeah. That's... How would you go... It's, it sounds so weird, but how would you do that as a court case? It's, I know you obviously must have a person missing and, and all that, and, and then they found the weapon and and whatnot, but, uh, or the person's dead, but still, it's mad. Like from, would, would you go into court and go, we found this, and this kid told us this is well, this is where it was buried and who it was basically. I'm Do you guess, know what I mean? I'm guessing that they'll how say. Would they, how would they get around with that without people going? <clears throat> Fucking these people are mental. I think what they'd probably do is they'd go, okay, right, we have found, we have cut, evidence has come to light in the most amazing way. If yeah. you ignore the way that we have actually got this evidence, I know mm. it's completely crazy, and it's come from the mouth of a two-year-old boy who was claiming he's reincarnated and was murdered in a previous life. I know that sounds crazy, (laughs) but if we ignore the the fact that that is how we got the evidence, what does that evidence that we have actually say? And the evidence actually does point to this man doing it. So, yeah, uh, he can be convicted. But the evidence, the, the actual getting the evidence is 
incredibly strange. It's but like, the evidence like, does hold up. So it, it, I suppose in a court of law, it's like just the, look at the evidence. It's like the medieval people when they, they pick like um, pick a woman and, um, for being a witch. And if they drowned them, they'd... Uh, um, what was it? I think if, if they, they if they floated, they were and survived um, and died, and they were witches. If they drowned, they they weren't. Yeah. So in other words, the fake's anyway. fucked anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you survived, they'd kill you. If you survived, yeah. you're a witch and you die. Yeah. So it's just like just fucking kill me. If you're gonna do it, I'll, I'll be a witch. I won't be a witch. Just anything. If you're gonna kill me anyway, just fucking hit me with a rock or something. Don't drown me. Yeah, you can't. Nice. <laughs> There's another case I wanted to briefly recap on, just to sort of set the stage about what we're going to talk about. And this was a, a case in uh, in Russia. It was a guy who was. I'm, I'm abbreviating these stories because I just want to pull him in at the beginning, so you kind of get a flavour of what we're going to talk about. I'm not going to put every single detail in these stories because we'll be here forever. But this is a case of a guy in Russia. He was hit by a car, died instantly, killed on the spot. He was picked up, put in a mortuary, and he was in the morgue for three days. Factual records. He was dead. Apparently, he was put in there and forgotten about because he was dead, but he wasn't. He was, well, I don't know what state he was in, but he was aware, essentially, and he was able to move his thoughts... Anywhere through time and space, right? That's what he says he was able to do. He couldn't move his body because he just didn't, wasn't aware, but he was aware of his consciousness and he could move it. Like, like a sp- I don't believe in spirits, but in a way, like a spirit has been walking around, he can go anywhere he wants. Well, I don't as even a think spirit. it's walking. I think it's yeah, just an awareness, yeah, yeah. an awareness. Of, uh, I mean, just, I don't just know. Just awareness of everything, basically. Yeah, of literally everything. Can he could go anywhere? He wasn't bound by space or time. He, he um, awesome. he even visited relatives who were grieving. Now, the clincher in this story, like I say, we can't. Oh, why didn't, why didn't he throw stuff at them? No, he couldn't interact. He couldn't interact. Oh. He, he could say that he, some some people felt his presence, but they wouldn't talk to him directly because no, they I couldn't. Do. They didn't know he was there. If he had a physical form in in his yeah, in his uh, spiritual sense. My arse would be in their face. I'd be going, <laughs> When I wake up, I'd go, I saw you crying, and guess what? I was wiping my arse on your <laughs> you nose see, while you were crying. You see, people? <laughs> you see what you're dealing with? <laughs> well, the clincher in this story is when um, he, whatever state he was in, in this sort of roaming consciousness, he was able to visit a neighbour who had recently had a baby, and the dude had never met the baby because he was dead in a morgue at the time. Yeah. Now, he said the baby was constantly crying and the parents had taken the baby to the doctors who had sent the baby away and told him to ride it out, basically saying, we don't know what it is, he'll probably be fine. Now, he knew this before he actually came, ra- came out of the mortuary. He knew this because he got his consciousness. It, somehow, he was able to be there or be yeah. aware of it. Yeah. Um, he actually said that he could hear the baby crying and approached the baby in whatever form he was in. He said that he was amazed when he sensed that the baby was aware of his presence in this out-of-body state. Yeah. He said he tried to help the baby but couldn't really do anything because the kid couldn't communicate and he, I mean, was, yeah. and he was dead. So this, you, know, you can't really tell anyone. Um, but he said he looked into the child's body. Now, this is where it gets a bit weird. With some sort of like transparent sort of X-ray all-seeing vision and Fucking saw hell. that the kid was crying because he had a broken arm. Okay. Now you've got to remember he's in a mortuary whilst yeah. this is going on. He's never met the child. He doesn't yeah, even it's, know it's just, the child. In a way, it's like a fort, but he's that. Is it, yeah, 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 I know what you're saying. So three days later, the mortician pulled him out of his of the fridge, got him on the slab, started to chop into him to you know, ascertain cause of death. And when they put the knife onto his chest, apparently he twitched, and they were like, "Oh shit, this guy's not dead." Got him into the intensive care recovery process, kicks in. 
you know, and he survives. But one of the first things he, he said when he woke up, he, he said... It was, holy shit, that was cold. Uh, well, <laughs> In that uh, fridge, yeah. three days. <laughs> he, said, he said that um, he was trying to convey that it wasn't what they thought it was and that it, he was able to move around and he wasn't bound by space and time and he, he, he knew stuff about them that he couldn't possibly know. And it was kind of, you know... Nobody really believed him until he said, look, there's a kid, whatever his name is, yeah. go and check him. I know he's been screaming. I know that they've been taking him to the doctors. The reason why he's screaming is he's broke his arm. He broke his arm when they were delivering him. He's got a green streak fracture in his left arm, whatever. Go and check him. So they went and checked him. And he fucking did. Fucking hell. So we know, man, weird shit happens. It's either that, right, or before he died, there was a little kid and he just fucking twatted him. Right? <laughs> yeah, he broke, broke his arm. Broke his arm and oh, fuck. <laughs> just come up with this amazing excuse to get away with it. I'll lie on a mortician's table for, for three days. Yeah, blag it. <laughs> yeah, 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 blag it for three days. The, the biggest blag ever. Ultimate. The best blag ever. Ultimate alibi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been dead for three days. I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're going to have a look at organ memory. Um, organ memory is essentially, it's people recalling memories that are not theirs and they seem to get them after transplants. It's really, really bizarre. You know, can memories be stored in organs as well as the brain? Yeah. And evidence suggests this is the case. So what, what is organ memory? What do, we, what do we think it is? There's a few theories on what it potentially could be, and we'll cover them gradually as we go through the episode. But it seems to be a phenomenon observed in people who have received organs from people who have died, just, you know, regular transplant yeah, yeah. organs. You know, the patient will go off for a procedure short time after the operation and recovery, they start to perceive memories of people they have never met, memories of places visited, memories of people, memories of experiences start to form in their mind from seemingly nowhere. This strange phenomenon is more likely to occur in in heart transplant patients. Okay, okay. So they've managed to sort of narrow it, well, not narrow it down, but the more people who've got memories, it's from heart transplant. Y- yes. You've got to remember as well that this, science is, it's a small percentage of people within this the scientific community that actually believe that this could be a thing, but it's, yeah. it's growing because the evidence is becoming more, the more we know about medical science, the more... When you think about it though, our science is kind of primitive still. Even though we know fucking loads. It looks amazing. It looks amazing what we're doing, but actually we know hardly anything about anything really. We're still just learning, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, we're in the early stages yet. Yeah. Even though though we can save people and change things with people, um, there's a lot more we can do. There's a hell of a lot more. It's just a case of fucking cracking the code. I suppose it'd be like looking at the Wright brothers playing when they flew and went, wow, look how amazing that is. You you have no idea what's coming. Yeah, yeah. You You have no idea. You've got a a wooden frame that you've just ran and just jumped off a cliff on, basically, or whatever. And you think that's the dogs. And and then the fucking planes which can just hover and all sorts of... Fly to other worlds. Yeah, out into space. You know what I mean? It it is definitely organ memory and it, it it is... in my opinion, from doing my, my research, it is definitely a thing. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, there's one lady who was, an old lady who was peaceful, um, easygoing, calm, relaxed individual. She got the heart of a boxer who had died. And okay, now it's a good good <clears> heart <throat> to get. Can... Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a fucking yeah. top bollocks heart. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't want to go, oh, yeah, we've transplanted your heart. Um, it's for a 90-year-old uh, cancer <laughs> victim. I'd be like... So I'm going to be dead in about a week, probably. <laughs> well, <don't> then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I mean. Well, she got this heart from a boxer, and she she went from being really peaceful to loving fucking 
boxing. She'd swear, drink beer. Nice. Was well into violence. Wicked. Yeah. So it completely radically changed. Well into violence. <laughs> fucking crazy granny. Stuck in, man. Fucking average. <laughs> fucking I'll knock you out, you bastard. So one thing we've got to say here, apart from information such as like whether it's a male or female, the age and the cause of death, the details of the person who died and donated their organs are kept hidden. They're kept secret, really, from you or whoever's going yeah, in yeah. for the operation. You know, it, it's very limited information. Yeah, we're not going to go and go say, oh, by the way, this heart's from some yeah. child or whatever. Sometimes you know what they mean? have more information on the background of the donor, but some, um, but, but even or, then it's not a lot. Yeah. It's it, the information that is really was given to them is so it's not it's not like vague. It's it's a very cursory. This is a bloke. He's this age. Yeah. This is how he died. Yeah. But when they start coming out with specific traits that they inherit, and these traits that they've inherited are. Yeah, they don't I mean, go exactly with, what yeah. the donor would. It's not. Co- I can't see that being coincidence. No, they're not going to say uh, this is a heart of a boxer and he he boxes all the time and he does skiing or whatever. And then mm. suddenly, you then know, it, she's yeah. doing it because because obviously you could put that into someone's mind. Then you yeah. know what I mean? So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what. That's why I think this is is more than. Well, it's not coincidence. Yeah. There's something going on, and it, you can think it's supernatural. Hokey pokey weirdness. It's not. It's just our. We don't have the understanding. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. We just don't understand what's going on. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just because we don't know what it is, doesn't mean it's not happening. And this. That's why I think it's happening. Yeah. I think in the future, probably not to in the di- not in the distant future, we'll 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 realize we'll find out the mechanisms behind what's actually occurring in here. Yeah. On May the 29th, 1988, a woman named Claire Sylvia. She received a heart transplant in Connecticut. She was given information, background information about the donor upon her request, I think. She was told that the donor was an 18-year-old male from Maine, USA, who unfortunately, and it is quite sad, I mean, you're going to get an organ off someone, someone's going to die. He he was killed in a motorbike crash. Yeah. So she's getting a teenage boy's heart. Can I just say, um, I was thinking about this the other day, because I was obviously looking at... um, we were looking at downloads. Maine was one of the biggest downloaded areas we've got well, in America. Yeah. So maybe well, yeah. in the world, well, out of everyone, Maine's like second highest or something. So maybe, maybe. Well then, big up people in Maine. Yeah, what up Maine? Keeping Word. it real. Yeah, uh, maybe Claire Sylvia's going to download this. <laughs> <laughs> she might do. Uh, so anyway, yeah. After the operation, she said that she initially felt like drinking beer, which is something that she d- didn't do. She wasn't a beer drinker. Yeah. She also found out she had an uncontrollable urge to eat chicken nuggets and found herself wanting to visit KFC. And it's also something that she, she never did. Now, you've got to bear in mind, she's probably like 50 years old. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't gone to KFC by the time you're 50, yeah, you, it's you, very you, unlikely you're going to start gonna going... get an addiction to go to fucking KFC, yeah? But as soon as she was allowed to drive after the recovery uh, process, after the transplant, mm. she didn't know why, but she drove to KFC. Right. She didn't know she was doing it. But she ended up at KFC. Yeah. That's really telling and quite worrying. If she's going there a lot as well, then you, you can understand maybe a one-off. Um, you think, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to have something from there, even if you don't like it. But if she's constantly going eating nuggets and going to KFCs more often now, yes. it sounds like there's something in, in it, isn't there? Well, she began craving green peppers, which she didn't like before the transplant. Um, she actually started to also have reoccurring dreams ab- about a man named Tim L. She actually had a name as well. Mm-hmm. She could see him. I, I can imagine food and stuff being um, 
a definite thing. I'm not 100% sure about memories, but obviously... I think a food thing would be, because if your organ's used to that food yes. um, that you've been given, it will probably automatic, automatically crave I that can, sort of... Yeah, I can understand that. You're right. I think you're right there. There are certain things that organs... I mean, I don't, I don't know, but repetitive nature may play a part in in the organs... Organs' memory, if it's got a memory of some yeah, sort. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're talking about weird shit yeah. here. So, yeah, it's, it's real, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, but it's real. Yeah. In my opinion, it's real. But, but yeah, she, well, see, she started... This is how real this is. She started dreaming about a guy called Tim. Tim, Tim L, did you say? And, it, and, it, what, and the donor's name was fucking Tim. Now, she might have been told that and she might have forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, and but subconsciously put it to the back of her mind and then come up. Well, she also, she also noticed changes in her personality. She said that she would randomly answer profound questions in in quite idiotic ways for and because she, she knows what she's like yeah yeah she's a 50 year old woman i mean she's up there around that age i don't know if she's 50 but i watched some documentaries she's up around that age she said that people were asking her what, what are you going to do with your newfound lease of life you know you've been given the gift of life and she would instead of you know you know, enjoying every day as they come, trying to experience as many things as possible mm. and enjoy everything, as you would imagine a, a mature adult who's experienced life would say. She just said, I want to drink beer. Yeah. She was like, what the fuck did I just yeah, say? Yeah. Apparently she was quite embarrassed about saying it. She's like, that's what? what? Why did I come out of that? I just want to yeah. go on the piss. Yeah. You just give me a heart and, and I want to go on the piss. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Uh, she said that... May uh, as well. You fucking had your heart changed. You may as well have... Uh, I don't think a beer's going to be too much of a problem. <laughs> but she, she said that she would actively search out foods that she didn't used to like. Right. Um, her handwriting began to change. She was she would write right-handed, and she started to actually become left-handed. Okay. Which is a bit weird. That is a bit uh, weird. And she said that it felt like something else had been transferred in the operation. A presence was in her. <laughs> Shit. That's creepy. Presence was in her. The, yeah, the presence of this boy. So she wanted to get, sort of get as much confirmation whether this was real or not. I mean, I'm guessing you're hoping that it's not real and you can just go, it's just a spin-off. It's just a quirk from having a major traumatic surgery done. So she started to look into it. Um, she searched obituaries in newspapers published from Maine because she knew that the boy was from Maine and was able to identify the young man whose heart she had actually got. Uh, his name had indeed been Tim. Uh, she actually went to visit the family as well. Okay. Um, she was told... That's a bit freaky. I don't, I don't think if I had something from someone weird, and I, yeah. I started seeing thoughts and stuff, I don't think I'd turn up at their door and go, oh, by the way, yeah, but you don't know, man. Heart. What happens if it's the son and he wants to go home? Oh, yeah, like that. You've yeah. got to think of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, two, there's two memories going on here. She is inherited memory, and a memory is an active yeah. process. Yeah. So is he actively still in some form c- cognizant in, in her? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how this works, but, but yeah, it, 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 you know, it is real. But she obviously went and saw the family, and she, they confirmed everything. They said, yeah, yeah, he actually fucking loved chicken nuggets, beers, peppers. Yeah, yeah. He was left-handed. He actually died. With chicken nuggets in his backpack. Nice. Which must have just liked him too much, man. You don't have to yeah. drive around with chicken nuggets in your backpack. Well, you know, if you're peckish and you're on your motorbike, it's probably why he crashed, to be fair. probably <laughs> was trying to reach around to grab the nuggets. But she, she actually says now, though, that she, um, she 100% believes that she has the presence of another person living on in her. How crazy That's is that? That's scary, that is. But it's, it? it's she's carrying out 
potential actions based on his thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Who's in control? Who's... Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in theory. Is that like a... a she, yeah. Is it like possession almost? In a way, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. It's weird, isn't it, man? That is wicked. It is, isn't it? So one... one yeah, because um, you'd think, oh, I'm thinking that because... But is it really him who's thinking to do that? Yeah. So you'd be in two doubts if, if you were thinking to do this or if he was thinking to well, do it. Well, that's what she said because yeah. when she answered, what, do you, what are you going to do with your newfound lease of life? And she said, drink beer. She said, it wasn't me saying that. It just came out. Yeah. And I was like, what? It was just, she was embarrassed as if it was like her son saying it. Yeah, yeah. It was a dissociation between what came out of her mouth and her. It's okay. weird. Something's within you. So some, so one theory is, is something called cell memory. Now, cell memory um, is a theory that, that memories, literal memories, can be stored in individual cells. Now, we know that cells and DNA pass on information to next generations. Effectively. In, in theory, it's, that's got to be right because... Your brain is basically built up of cells and everything as well. And cells, and, and your memory's yeah. in one of in there somewhere. So I imagine it could be anywhere as a cell. Uh, yeah. Well, we will go down into into. I mean, it could potentially be that your memory is not only stored within your brain; it could be throughout the entire body. Yeah. But, but we'll have a look at that anyway. But um, yeah, we know that DNA and cells pass on information to, to next generations. Yeah. Generations that aren't here yet. We yeah. can give the future information from the past without really having to tell them you know they were effectively programming infants in regards to various genetic traits yeah this is how nature works it does it all the all the time so the idea is that non-genetic information can be passed from parents to offspring so genetic parents you know you can have a propensity to yeah, yeah, the, i don't know be sensitive to the sunlight that yeah, can yeah. be passed on yeah. but but we're actually talking about pe- passing on a, a, a thought a yeah. memory a feeling that's where it gets a bit kind of esoteric. Is it, you know, is, is it possible? So what, what do we mean? So non-genetic, transference of non-genetic information through, through the cells. What, what, what do we mean? What, an example. Well, you see people freaking out about seeing a snake or a spider. Yeah. Or having unrational phobias. You know, why? You've never been bitten by a snake. Yeah, yeah. You've never been I, bitten I, by I a spider. That's, that's, that's definitely a, a, well, yeah, that's definitely something which has been... Uh, Evolutionised into us. Well, it's gotta be. Not, why would you be? Why would you be afraid well, of it? A little not, spider or, yeah. or a little ant or whatever? Doesn't make sense. Not in this country. Anyway. No. I mean, if you're listening to this in India, then it makes perfect sense for yeah, you to be scared of spiders yeah, in India yeah, because it's yeah, they're all deadly. But in, in, I don't think there is any deadly spiders in the UK. Is there? You, get you can have a reaction to it, but I don't think you can get. I don't think you can. There's not a lot. Die. It's pretty safe. There's not a lot that can kill you. I so, mean, you might get the odd one comes in on a banana bunch from fucking... Yeah, I suppose, yeah. You know what but I mean? I'm talking native stuff, so the that, stuff here, you know, they're all pussies. Yeah, we've got vipers. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so yeah. Um, you, you see people freaking out about bites, but they've, they've never been bitten. You've never encountered a poisonous spider or a venomous snake. Why would you respond in such an ex- extreme way when there is no reason now it could be that somewhere in your distant genetic past like a caveman relative had a horrifically scary incident with a snake or a spider and somehow it was that traumatic their body was able to pass on the feelings and emotions from that specific incident because it very very nearly killed that individual and they were like i just learned something here you'd be very beneficial if if an unborn child in the future knew this yeah so somehow that that kind of horrific moment can it seems be passed down yeah 
passed down through your genes. It's, it's a very... I mean, it makes evolutionary sense, really. It's a big, it really a big, big advantage. Yeah, well, yeah, because that's the, the idea is to stay alive. And, you know, if, if a spider's killed someone or really fucks someone up, it'd be worth knowing because otherwise they're going to die. So, And if it's part of the genetic material being passed on, then the idea of your genetic material is to carry on living. Yeah. You would constantly be getting bit by spiders if yeah. no one would, was ever able to tell you not yeah, to do yeah. it. That's, that's if... Well, like if there was still... Big fuck off root yeah. spiders around. You know what I mean. That's yeah, just an example. Yeah, yeah. I know it's you're an example. I mean, and another more sort of um, accurate example would be. I mean, you've all watched nature documentaries where you see like newborn animals instinctively straight out of the egg. They know to head to water. They know where to look for food. They know which animals are predators. And you get so much kill with the other ones. It's like like it's just naturally that's what they're yeah. doing. They, they have like I can't remember what bird it was. But I was watching it the other day. There's two chicks usually, and the bigger one beats the other one to death and kicks it out from underneath. Kicks sound. it out from underneath the mom, and the mom just watches it happen and goes, well, "Yeah, sound." I mean, you, you mean you, you probably you. Everyone's seen animals, newborns do crazy things. Yeah. I mean, like it could that could be. I mean, you've, you, how do they know how to do this stuff straight, straight from the yeah. It yeah. could it could be it could be cell memory at work in plain view. It, I mean, there are be, triggers like like wind smells. There are other triggers, but there must this be is there definitely really the turtles, which are fucking buried under the sand. And the first thing they do is get up and fucking charge through the sea. There's how would they know to do that? Yeah. I mean, is cell memory instinct? Is that I mean? Yeah. Does it just need to be looked at more? I'm guessing it probably does. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely an instinct. But like you say, is, is cell memory a part of that? Is well, you know. I think it is because what's instinct? How yeah. could you have instinct to run somewhere if you haven't experienced anything yeah. ever? Because yeah. you've only just been born. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. Yeah, like I say, it's not recognised by science yet, but that doesn't mean it's not real. Uh, you know, but back in the day, scientists didn't think that rocks could fall from the sky. They thought that was impossible. You can't have rocks falling out of the sky. Yeah, but they did. Yeah, and it's only when we found out that. There's something above us called space, yeah, and stuff is yeah, that we realise. So things do seem far out and impossible until we are we have more insight. Yeah, until we've cracked it, and then yeah, with a little bit more insight, a little bit more knowledge, pieces start to fall together. Literally fall pieces from the sky. <laughs> uh, another case here: seventeen-year-old girl called Amy Tippins. Now she had a, a liver transplant. And yeah. Soon after, she started to develop cravings and a real sort of hankering for hamburgers. She had acute liver disease uh, when she... That's what basically... Nothing cute about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ugly ugly liver disease. Yeah, yeah. And she'd also started to develop a deep sense of moral and civic duty. Moral and civic duty? And an appreciation for her community. Right? She also started to think... um, like she wanted to care for people in ways that she hadn't done before. So we've got a very specific set of traits that are emerging in a person that didn't have them here. Yeah. I think, I think, um, sometimes people generally do change because they've had a life changing experience. So for instance, like you say, just say, um, someone had, um, a liver transplant, right? First of all, they'll stop drinking most of the time, right? And they appreciate that they've got a new liver. And they will help people out because... I'll they... get a new liver and I'll bed the bugger in. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking, yeah. Do, do a fucking Georgie Best and just get fucking shit-faced. And I've got another one now, I can fill up with more. Um, but s- some people will go, well, I've been given a second chance, I need to repay, you know what I mean? 
but also like you say, could that be something to do with with uh, an organ? Well, transplant? I think I think could some... it just be a, a, a cell a cell memory yeah. or something? I think it's you're right. You, when when faced with st- literally staring death in the face, and you come back from the brink, from the abyss, you can. I would imagine it would change your perspective of life. Yeah. So yes, that, so it that might would... it might end up helping people, but but also like you're saying. But these could... are so specific, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, the other ones before that wasn't helping people. You know, I mean, the chicken nuggets and drinking and all that. So, but so you know, it's 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 just nuts, isn't it? It's just what? crazy. So she, so she, other than getting obviously wanting Civil to eat duties. hamburgers and care for people, um, she seemed to have. New abilities as well. Hover. She could fly. Invisible. She could turn the world back in time. She noticed that she would wander into hardware stores and just like go into fucking DIY places without realising... This is something that she'd never done before. Yeah. She's 17. What's she going in there to build shelves? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, she'd just she, go in and have a look around sort of. She thing. didn't even know why she was doing it. Yeah, yeah. She'd just go in there. She also... She, she noticed that she had... She had, this is important, she had a knowledge of a whole range of complex do-it-yourself skills and was physically able to carry them out. Tasks that she has never done before, let alone had any knowledge on how to complete. She started doing them. Her friends remarked on how much of a protector she became and said that no one would fuck with us when Amy was around. So she's developing some very peculiar and very interesting traits here. Just to be able to straight out DIY, you know what I mean. I know some things are simple and you use your brain and logic, but if uh, if you don't know, then how do you expect to just be able to have the knowledge to do it? Yeah. Well, it's like many transplant patients that experience fucking crazy shit, mate. They can't explain how they're doing what they're doing, and this is another case where she actually managed to meet the donor's family and when she met them. She learned that the donor, the guy that gave her her heart, his name was actually Mike James. He was a U.S. Marshal. His family stated that he fucking liked hamburgers. No surprise. That was one of his favorite foods. But perhaps more importantly and more uh, illuminating, they said that he, he loved to work with his hands and had undertaken several building projects at home before his death. The family told her that his, life in, uh, his goal in life was to help protect and care for other people. Now, Amy believes through this liver transplant that she has absorbed some of Mike's traits, traits, personalities, memories, urges, um, as well as a sense of duty uh, and his skills. Um, People learn a lot about themselves and uh, and other other people as well, I suppose, when things like this happen. Um, For instance, there was another case of a dude who was around 50. He had a heart transplant. I'm just going to abbreviate this one because there's a lot of quite radical stories, but... They're just so long. Yeah. So this guy, he's, he's 50 years old. He needed a heart transplant. And he actually received the heart from a 17-year-old lad um, who happened to be black, right? Yeah. Big fucking deal. Now, he said, apparently, uh, he was worried about receiving a black teenager's heart because straight, straight off the bat, he's a fucking ungrateful racist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Straight away to come out with that. Do you know what I mean? Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, mate. You're getting what you're giving. Someone's died here. Give him a pig. Oh, if he said that, I'd go, oh, you're getting a fucking... Pig's heart now. You're getting a fucking chicken's heart. <laughs> yeah. See how long you live with that fucker. Well, he said he told his doctors he was worried because he didn't want to start behaving like how he thought a black teenage lad would behave. So he's just being stereotypical racist, it, basically. Yeah. Redneck, in a way. Well, a human being has died. Yeah. You're lucky enough to receive the heart. Yeah. And you're and now... You, you're about to die. 
and you're receiving a heart which is going to give you life again. I mean, a yeah. 17-year-old's heart as well, so... It's fucking brand new. Yeah. So anyway, he gets the heart, operation, transplant. He, he starts to recover. Following the op, he said that he became increasingly... Uh, it's not concerned, isn't the word, but he was alarmed um, and shocked, really. He said he started to get a profound love of classical music. Now, this is something that he never cared about. Yeah. You know, so he'd get a love of classical music and he would actively hunt it out and listen to it. Um, he would make melodies up in his mind, amongst other things, things that he's never done. Mm-hmm. Um, he said one song that he heard actually made him cry as soon as he heard it, like it had a real deep emotional... Straight away he got emotional connection to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turned out the lad, the poor lad who, who, whose heart he got, uh, was a classically trained violinist and he was killed after violin class, after getting hit by a car. So mm. don't judge a book by its fucking cover. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Racist fuckers. Yeah, man. There's a geezer up north in England. He, he uh, was a bit of a dumb fuck, apparently. Hey, up. Hey, up, lad. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, he got a... Um, he worked in a coal mine. He could barely read, could barely write. Whatever, man. I'm not judging anyone for that. Uh, he gets a heart, um, starts writing poems, because the geezer, his heart he got was... was uh, yeah. It was some, some, you know, banging to fucking writing. He yeah, actually yeah. wrote a book, released it. It's like, these are just radically changed personality yeah. traits here there's something else going on does do you think the memory comes solely from the brain or are we a sum of all of our parts well i'm you think about it when you eat and drink and you breathe and everything that's going through your whole body right um so why can't memories like you say do that you know what i mean if you if you pinch yourself you you remember that pinch because of i don't know you got your arm caught in something it pinched you now is that is that your brain telling you, or is that more your arm telling you? Do you or know what combination? I mean? Yeah, or combination. Yeah, it, it must be combination because your arm's telling you the the pain. So maybe, yeah, maybe some it, of all yeah. of our parts. Yeah, there's, which is there's what memories I think. in all sorts of everywhere. You know the what whole mean? thing. If your brain is basically built up of cells and stuff as well, which is also basically holding, <coughs> as we know it, as holding all the memories. However, that's done at the moment. Yeah. Then, then why can't it be done through your body? Why not? Well, that's what I think. I think that our memories from, from reading this c- could, I say could, I'm inclined to believe that this may be the case, but I think that memories could, could stored, be stored literally everywhere within us, you know, a, a whatever percentage being predominantly in the brain, yeah. but it's also um, utilising other organs to increase its capacity in some way. I think that that could very well be the case. Yeah. What, what, what's interesting is how, how does the memory survive? How, how is the memory stored? How does the, you know, the recipient of the new heart or, or organ, how do they perceive the new memories? It yeah. appears that they literally perceive the memories like you would remember yeah, like, something. Like if it was that person sort of thing. So is the memory stored in the mind or the body or are we seeing telltale signs that, Memory is, and is, perhaps yeah. consciousness is, is stored it. somewhere is else there, entirely. Is there, is there a, um, a physical memory which is caused, you know, just well, just a general physical memory and a mental memory? Yeah. Is there two things? Could be. Mate, it could be a lot of things coming out. So we know that the brain contains neurons which help transmit information via chemical and electrical impulses to the nervous system. Yeah. Right? This information can help us move learn, think, feel. Now, scientists agree that long-term memory is stored in the brain. We're all going to agree with that. Yep. This is where it is. Yep. This is the main central hub. 
What's really interesting is now we said that heart donors tend to be people that report organ memory more than other type of transplants, mm. right? The heart contains neurons. Okay. In fact, it contains a shitload of fucking neurons. Second only to the brain in regards to the number of neurons it contains. Okay. So that's really interesting. Yeah. That the largest group of neurons in the body, other than the brain, is in the heart. Yeah. Could, could memory be residing in there? Because it's a complex system of neurons in your heart. We know yeah. that. So there's a shitload of neurons in the spine as well. Wouldn't it be beneficial to utilise all positions within the body and fill them with neurons to maximise transference of information? You know, increase the physical memory storage space of your being if you yeah. could utilise other parts of your body as well. I think I've got that memory in the tip of my finger and gone, let me look. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> I, know, I know there's definitely yeah. an organ in a man's body that everyone seems to think has got a brain of its own. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it is the case, it would also explain why people who have organ transplants sometimes seem to have memory transplants too. It may be that the whole body is, is actually part of um, you know, the, the, the solution to this question, so yeah. to speak. It might be the whole body is doing it. And so you know, having an appreciation for classical music, poems, it sounds great, but it's not always beneficial. There yeah. are instances oh, where, wicked. where it's not good. So obviously it's robots for eyes, so we're going to have to... Yeah, we, so can't have it all it, fucking lovely, do we? So it's all been sort of like positive stuff so far. So we're, when, when we get into onto the, like, the murdering so child it's rapists... A, yeah, exactly, it's about time some fucker dies. Yeah. So let's <laughs> kill someone. Yeah. Right, this next one is a, a dude, he had a heart transplant. Right. Right, and he married the former wife of the heart donor. Wow. So the donor heart became available when the donor unfortunately committed suicide. Nice. So we've got a guy who's blown himself away. He, yeah. New guy gets the heart. The new guy who actually got his heart marries his missus. Yeah. So we've got a triangle so going Yeah, so imagine that. It's telling her. You get, think about this, right? So you're married to that fellow. He's dead. And we now you're married himself. to this fellow who's got that fellow's heart. Well, so he you, that heart has been in two different bodies and you've still got the same heart. But, mate, it gets creepy, man. It gets oh. really creepy because not only does her husband shoot himself, he kills himself, the heart gets put in a new guy. She actually meets the new guy and marries him. But what's creepier, I find that quite creepy, but a few years later, the fellow who actually got the heart, the one that lived on, yeah. killed himself in exactly the same way as the bloke whose heart he received. Wicked. It's like an evil heart. So I'm blaming the wife straight away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she seems to be the common denominator in all this. Yeah. But I actually do think that his heart might have killed him. Murderous yeah. heart. Murderous heart, yeah. It wasn't me, it was my heart. So what are you saying, Rob? Do you reckon that it, this could be a case of his wife killing both of them? Or did this, his new heart, Make him kill himself. So no, it depends on the situation. Now, it, obviously, they knew they must have known that it was the other fellow's heart. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Did she tell him that he died by shooting himself in the face? I'm and then that's kind of you know, in, in, and then he's gone, oh fuck it, and done the same thing or what? I'm guessing he knew. But still, yeah, uh, he must have known. You know what I mean? So you you could say the heart's done it, but is it if if he didn't know the facts? If it, she just went, I'm, I'm not telling you what happened to him, whatever, and then he done it, then you you go, ooh, well, yeah, it's there's something to that. Well, we'll go into the story. Sonny Graham was the, was the dude who was fucked. He's the one that needed the heart. Right. So his heart was failing. He was on death's door. He needed a donor fast, and fortunately for him, he got one. The heart belonged to a guy called Terry Cottle, who was 33. Now, he had 
very recently, obviously, just committed suicide yeah. by shooting himself, himself in the, in the head. Face. Yeah. Now that's, the operation that's one way of doing it. Yeah, it was grim, isn't it? The one, yeah. it's one. It's one. It's, it's the quickest way, probably the best way, I'd imagine, or one of the best ways. It's very final. Yeah, it's no messing around. As long as you don't fucking be a retard and just blow your chin off rather than blow your brain out. <laughs> yeah, don't mess it up. Some people do that. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they do. They, yeah. they put it for the cheek and stuff, and you think, "What are you doing, man?" Put it on your forehead and pull the trigger. Yeah, take a thousand bottles of pill kill- painkillers as well before you do it. So Drink if you fucking boatloads of whiskey. So yeah, he got this guy Terry's heart. The operation went well. Um, Sonny started to get better. He started to recover, and then he contacted the organ donor agency, saying that he wanted to ta- to thank Terry's family. So he's never met the woman at this point. Okay, he's got yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to thank thank the family because he's got yeah he's back he's alive yeah he's alive yeah saved his life giving him a, you know the ultimate gift. Now, this is where shit gets weird. He began writing to Terry's widow, who was uh, her name was Cheryl. She was thirty nine, and they well sort of basically just got it on, fell in love and, and got married. Yeah. Which I find is a bit weird. Yeah, that is it's a bit creepy. That's just me. You can do what you like, but I find that a bit weird. Bit, now, bit Cheryl creepy. said it helped me so much. Meeting Sonny made it easier for me, knowing something so good had come from something so bad. Now, Sonny Graham said that he felt an instant and unusual attachment when he met his donor's wife, the widow. He said, I felt like I'd known her for years. I couldn't keep my eyes off her. I just stared. So it's, it sounds bliss. It's yeah. lovely. It was until Sonny shot himself in the head with a shotgun. Nice. Uh, he, he killed himself in exactly the same way. Exactly the same way. His friends that he said that he showed no it's signs. Gotta be the wife. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> we, well, we get two options here. We're either saying that organ, don't, organ memory is real, right? Or she's a or murderer. Or she's a yeah, murderer. Or, or she drove him, drove him to killing themselves. Anyway, carry on. Carry well, on. apparently this, the, the um, it was completely un, you know, unheard. It wasn't expected for him to do what he just did. So it could be that he inherited a, a trait yeah. from the man's heart. Uh, it's possible. Well, according to scientists, there have been more than seventy documented cases of transplant patients taking on personality traits of other people. Okay, so. Science has documented it, but I just don't think it knows how to test it. I don't think it really can... Yeah, how do you you test an organ for a memory, which is being took out of someone who's basically in in a limbo situation where Mm. it's just frozen and and it's damaged when you think about it because it's been chopped out of a body, so it it knows. It's traumatic. It's like like the, the organ, I imagine, knows it's... It's there, and it's just may do. It's like it's like intensive care for an organ, isn't it? So I don't. Know, it's, it's does it just lay there dormant because it's being frozen? Know. Or, you know what I mean? How how does it work? What is the, what is the mechanism? What, that's what, how do, yeah, yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. So anti-rejection drugs are not suspected because obviously they give you that that medication, so you don't fucking your so body your doesn't, doesn't yeah. reject the heart. Yeah. Just give yeah, it yeah. given, and then you die as yeah. well as the geezer who just shot himself. So anti-rejection drugs are not suspected because the medication may affect your personality, that's entirely possible, and it does happen, but it can't implant memories in your mind. You know, false memories are one thing, but actual, factual, provable memories from a dead guy. From the donor. Yeah. Anti-rejection drugs, a pill that you're taking to stop your heart from being rejected by your body is not going to give you information about how a guy killed himself. It's just not going to do that. So... Well, you, you know, you can't take a you can't take a pill and inherit somebody else's dead memories. Mm. It doesn't work like that. Muscle memory could muscle memory be what's going on here? That's true. Yeah, information is stored in the muscles that allow you to move 
or carry out tasks without even thinking about it. That this is a thing. Muscle memory is definitely a thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I so reckon people who work out and stuff, right? If they stop working out um, and then start again, they actually develop quicker the muscles than they would do because they've they've got muscle memory from previous. Yeah. So. So muscle memory is a real thing. Yeah. But but is it the same thing as storing your suicidal tendencies? You know, in your tricep. I mean, does that work? <laughs> or, or are we talking about the evil tricep movement memory as opposed to actual physical? What about, what about memories of of? Uh, there's got to be. There's got to be one with you had his hands transplanted and he's like the fucking serial strangler murderer. <laughs> That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Well, the way I kind of thought about how like we could prove, like, well, not prove it, but get sort of gain a um, a more sound understanding is if you were to have somebody who had died who was an expert in a specific field say like a chess master who had died and if you got his heart if you started to gain a deeper understanding in complex chess moves would we be going down a path of being proven here yeah, yeah do you think so saying, yeah because it's a provable yeah, it's, memory it's very specific isn't it it's not it's not a um, like eating a sandwich, it's it's chess. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's yeah. something that you haven't learned. Yeah, that's the that's what I want to know. Yeah, can you learn? Can you can you know something that you can, haven't learned? Yeah, if you've never played chess before and you get given a fucking heart or a fucking eye from a fucking chess player, are you suddenly going to be really good or not? Well, it it would be interesting to see because it's you the memory is literally inherited. I mean, it seems it literally lives on. It's not the not the thought. The no. actual memory yeah. of a situation that you experience, the way you remember it in your mind, the way you recall it in your mind or your heart, however you're recalling it, is passed on to me when you die. That yeah. seems to be the case. So that is a very, very strange... It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Do you, do you think we'll start to see less instances of organ um, memory transference because of 3D printing of organs? Because we could miss, I was thinking about this, we could miss out on studying this, you know, possibly losing important knowledge forever. Because if you're starting to print organs, mm. they don't have any memory in them. Yeah. And they, if they, that they becomes just, commonplace, yeah. will we start doing this, you know, in 50 years' time and actually transplant an organ from, some, from individual to individual would be a thing of the past. We'll lose the window to study this. Yeah. It could just disappear and we'll never know. I, I think... I think that's the way it's going to go, isn't it? It's going to go, everything will be 3D printed or, or made somehow, biologically made, rather than actually um, taking it out of someone else. But you're right, there is an opportunity there to to look into it a bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they could get more details on the people before um, and do a test study of just, say, 100 of them. Don't tell them what's going on. Or even give them false information to see if they react... Ignore that, bypass that, and go with what the donor's given them. You know what I mean? Whatever they do. Yeah, yeah. Could be an interesting test. Actually. Yeah, I just, I just think that the three uh, D printing of of organs is going to, um, well, it's definitely w- change the way yeah. that we we can study this. Once it's fully sorted, that, that then definitely, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna fuck that study up. Because, it will fuck it up yeah, completely. You'll just, they'll just go. Lost. We don't need them. We don't need organs now, so we don't need to know. But there is a flip side to that. Um, this op- opens up a whole new prospect or potential prospect. Obviously, I'm a biomedical science in 3D printing of organs. Yeah. But could we you can, live forever? We can print organs now. Couldn't we engineer a heart with a shitload of neurons in it, effectively giving you a massive memory boost if you had a neuron? Yeah, not like a fucking hard drive. C- could we, yeah, could we confirm it? Not that only way? is it a heart, it's also a hard drive. 
Heart drive. Heart drive, yeah. 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 Well, well. Yeah. I mean, we could find out the opposite way around, you know, i.e. losing memories. You know, what happens in the future if, for instance, your brain is able to survive in like a fucking tube, a jar? Would you all be there? Would all of your... If you were just a, a brain, you know, floating about like future armour, would you be there? Would that be all of you? Or would, if it was only your brain in a jar, would you have lost memories because memories are stored in other organs that aren't well, there? My, we I reckon, find out I, reckon, that way. I reckon you'd lose them. I think there's there's such thing as a physical memory and a, a mental memory. That's how I see it. I see, like, like I was saying to you earlier on about the pinching, right? Your arm is telling your brain it's felt it before, and then your brain goes. It's like it looks through like a little library yeah. drawer and goes, oh, "I remember that pain," and then it was that. But your arm might go, it's, "I know this straight away because it's, it's, it's a good point. It's experienced it." Yeah. While your brain would be going, well, "I know the pain." Let me look. Think. There we go. It must be from when I got stung from a bee or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm familiar with this situation. Yeah. Possible, mate. Well, there's a real far out. Um, which we've obviously got to have a look at because this being what it is, a far-out theory, and that's holographic universe theory. Oh. Uh, people think... That, that, that is far-out. Uni- well, no, I wouldn't... didn't expect you to say that. Well, people think that the universe is a hologram. It's actually starting to make sort of inroads into, you know, just studying that, that this could actually be what we experience around, like reality, feeling things, is a 3D representation of a holographic... Negative of the universe. But bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, trying to get made around that. Because if the universe is a hologram, then w- so are we. Well, yeah. Because we're in it. Now, in reality, we know that if you have a negative of a hologram image, a negative of a, of a, a holographic image, like you would if, you know... When you Picture. Get a, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you were to cut a section off of that main image of the hologram, a tiny little cut, Take that away and then look at that. That little cut, that little cube that you've, you know, that slither of paper has the full image on it. Yeah, has the information on ha- it. Has the full yeah, image yeah. of the main. So it's sort of saying, even when you take a part away, it it's has the information of the whole. Yeah, it's still, still on that part, yeah. Is something like that happening with us? If the universe is a hologram, then we are. Is something like that happening to us? Are we literally taking yeah. a part of us and, away? And when you and think it about it, when, information of the whole. When people splice songs together, you used to do it with tapes. You know, I mean, different songs going in another song. Mm. Is it the same thing? It's just with splicing humans into each other, and it's got a memory of of that part. Oh. It's nuts. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, gut and, gut instinct um, is a real thing, and this could be, you know, yeah. Don't they reckon? Um, because obviously stress fucks the guts and all that, and they reckon uh, they reckon your guts are, is a, a big vital part towards um, your brain. Yeah, it does. Yeah, well, your gut is an extension of your brain. Um, everybody's had that gut feeling that something is wrong. Yeah, and you get nervous, and there's a reason for that. It's not just like, oh, why does my tummy feel odd? I mean, if you're going to shit yourself because you, you know, then, yeah, because yeah, you have eighteen dodgy curries. And if you're in a really nervous, eighteen pints of Guinness. <laughs> if you're in a really nervous or high stress situation, yeah. you, everybody has felt it in the stomach. Why? Uh, well, it's it's the brain is usually and widely considered and viewed as the sort of the central hub for everything that mm. makes us human. But researchers have shown that cutting off the signals from the stomach to the brain or stopping the gut feeling message from reaching the brain, actually makes us less wary and less susceptible of fear and danger. Oh, okay. So when we interfere with it and so play yeah, around with it, can, it does affect our personality. Yeah. So when you stop that 
um, signal going up to the brain, it, it your brain doesn't react yeah. towards it as as it would do with the gut. It, you know, like, like you're saying, st- it's not it's less aware. Like you're saying, it's like your stomach is the panic brain. Yeah, yeah, like it knows. The human body contains a hundred trillion microbes. Right, mm. that that makes up the, that hundred trillion microbes makes up our uh, microbiome, which is our personal our own personal internal ecosystem of bacteria. They work together with ourselves, keeping us in fighting trim, basically. Now, the majority of microorganisms live in our gut, where they interact. They produce vitamins, control our immune system, improve digestion, relieve inflammation, balance our um, blood sugar levels, they help you absorb nutrients. It, it, it does a lot of good stuff, as yeah, you can yeah. see. But they are starting to discover that the bacteria in our gut may also have a large influence on our brain. Your stomach is home to a massive network of millions and millions of neurons, of neurons that send and receive messages. Eurons? Are they um, from uh, Europe? Is that a new coin? <laughs> a Euron coin? Yeah. Oh. Well, because it, 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 it contains so many neurons and it has the ability to send and receive messages and respond to emotions. So you, your gut essentially does have feelings. Mm. It, does, it does have emotions. Butterflies in the stomach, that feeling that we've all heard, starts when the brain sends messages of anxiety yeah, to the gut. I was just saying, well, when, whenever I either feel nervous or, or something's not right, maybe a bit upset or whatever, my, I'll get the shits or something. You know what I mean? So it, it, it must have some sort of link. It must do. You know what I mean? It's a big, big link towards it. Well, the the gut the gut is is a second network of neurons that act like a brain. Mm. In in essence, um, if we just go back to um, transplants here, because obviously that's the reason why we spoke about gut instinct. There was it's it's a, a demonstration of the body's ability to pro- at least process information in a way that's totally different to what we thought. Mm. So, if the gut is able to talk to the brain then why wouldn't other complex organs in the body? Yeah, That's well, why I've included yeah. that, because yeah. it seems that there is a massive black area of lack of knowledge, mm. really. Well, yeah. Like I was, like was saying, scientific, scientists, scientific discoveries at the moment are still very primitive. Yeah, they are. We just think we're clever, because 100 years we ago, we're hitting know, but Yeah, because we've learned something new. We go, oh, fuck me, that's good. Well, there, there's but, a, like, you know, how how far can we go with it? We will <laughs> never, and we'll never work everything out. But never. we'll never stop trying. No. There have been cases. Now, these these, these ones are more um, persuasive to me. The next next couple are, which we'll round off on. And there's a cases where sexual preference has changed okay. due to transplant. There's a, a lifelong lesbian stopped liking women and actually got into a relationship with a man and actually married him. Now... That is fucking mega. Because you imagine if you had a heart transplant, right? And then all of a sudden, you started getting feelings for blokes, mm. and you ended up marrying a bloke. And cause, because you had a, because of the transplant, you were able to verify through researching the, you know, the donor that the donor was 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 gay. I'd mm. be like, well, that's fucking a hundred percent the case. Then this yeah. is what's going on. We just yeah, don't they, know. They, they say, don't know that you can't. You you're born. You either born gay or you're not. Sort of thing. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, change would would lead to that. That's if that's true. Well, yeah, it, it is. Mm. People are reporting shit like this. There is a theory which we got to we got to talk about, um, and I'll obviously bring this one in just before we we close out the episode because the theory is hospital, you know, Chinese whispers, grapevine theory. I think it's called. It's 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 where 
the patient could be under the knife or or under some sort of anaesthetic doesn't have to necessarily be at the operating table yeah. but the surgeons could be talking quite freely and openly regarding how the heart came to, you know yeah, yeah. and they, they could actually mention oh yeah poor lad who was 17 and got in a bike crash and yeah. and, mm-hmm. and that you could subconsciously be hearing it yeah. even though you're under the anaesthetic and that's how you could get the information no, I, th- I think you subconsciously take in everything you know you, you see you hear stories about people in comas who've been in comas for years and then someone comes along and speaks and they wake up. But also, a lot of the... What they want to do now, don't they? They want they want, um, they want um, everyone to have more local one um, anaesthetic now rather than general because it's... Because it, one thing, they're awake and they know they're all right. And second of all, it's... It's apparently it's easier and better for them to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. So you can, have, you, can have, you can have open heart surgery. On local. And, and yeah, on a local. Fuck that. Imagine that and you're no, just sitting there. No, just going going, I am not going to watch watching you. Watching someone just fucking like, just cut your chest open. I'm not watching someone take my heart out of my chest. <laughs> that's not happening. No. But, but in theory, that's, <laughs> what, that. that's what they want to do now. So they, they do on the NHS now. They want to try imagine? and bring more that in local, don't they? Could you imagine having somebody perform open heart surgery there's, there's whilst an inter- you're awake there's an interesting one um, oh, which happened trippy. not too long ago actually um, someone had some brain surgery and he was sitting there and he had like this white thing obviously just blocking it all off so you couldn't really see but he was having brain surgery and he was fucking I can't remember if he was playing some instrument or he was reading a book right while having brain fucking surgery and you're thinking Jesus fucking Christ. insane I'll have to find that and show you because yeah. it's absolutely insane oh, honestly so sh- yeah we should have put that one in that would have been good to kick to to put in this episode, yeah, it's, uh, you'll you'll find it. I can't remember if he's playing an instrument or or he's reading a book. It's something really some, odd, you know what I mean? Complex mathematical equations. His fucking brain fiddled with, you know what I mean? Stuffing a scalpel in your yeah. mind, yeah, <laughs> fucking insane. <clears throat> well, I've saved this short one for last um, because out of everything that I do, we've we've spoke about, I can't explain this one. For being anything other than what it is, okay, some form of memory transfer. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm I'm willing to see, I I can I'm willing to have people pick up things subconsciously. I'm willing to uh, believe that people could um, uh, get if their f- food be influenced taste, you know, taste being influenced, mm. you know, and but but th- but actual direct memories. I was eh, really I don't know, man. I can see why changing your liver might make you want to drink. Something that the you know the, yeah, the, yeah. would drink all the time or consume. I, I can see what happened, but this next one's just. Pfft, I don't know, man. Uh, it's an amazing <laughs> example of, of fucking sending right. my memory. It comes from an eight-year-old girl who received the heart of a ten-year-old girl. Obviously, the ten-year-old is no longer around. Obviously, now the young girl uh, went into surgery. Great, she's out. Fine. After surgery, she started to suffer from horrific nightmares. Like really, like next level, yeah, horrendous shit we're talking about here. Like, like it, re- worse. Like, r- yeah, like yeah. really, really, really bad. Um, the nightmares consisted pretty much of the same thing, but in various, various subtle ways. But essentially, that this girl would be dreaming that she was being attacked, violently attacked, and murdered. She was seeing herself being murdered. Wow! It got so bad that she was taken to a psychiatrist because. She was fucking yeah, freaking yeah. all the time. Now, the psychiatrist examined her and said that her, no- her nightmares are so vivid that I don't... The, the psychiatrist said, I don't believe that they're dreams. She's reliving memories. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. Because that, that, yeah, like you say, so vivid and... Um, yeah. 
Okay, well. So, so she, well. she's reliving horrific memories. It turned out that the 10-year-old's heart, who she, who she just received, was in fact murdered. Um, and because the, the, the violent reoccurring dreams were so, so detailed, she was able to pick, pick out and describe events and specific details of the horrific encounter. Um, and she could describe the murder in incredible detail so well, in fact, that the police apprehended, arrested and convicted the killer. Fuck. So if you like green beans because you've had your fucking kidney swapped, that's one thing. But if you're able to recognise the murderer <laughs> of a girl that you've never met... Yeah, whose heart you've got in who you, apparently or whatever. Is, who apparently this girl is telling you from beyond the grave in her memories, then I don't know, I don't know how you could... That must be so her- horrific, though, as yeah. well, because it's one of them things as well that she, she's clearly never going to forget. It's not something like 10 years down the line when she's 20. She, she, do you remember those dreams? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's part of yeah. her, mate. Yeah, that's it, yeah. She's reliving the murder of a girl that she never met every single night. Fuck. Not so, a bad sounds, dream. Sounds like paradise. Imagine, <laughs> it, it's not a bad dream. She's re- reliving the actual murder. Yeah, yeah, that must be... That must be I wonder, though, after a bit of time, does she just go, oh, not again, oh, well. Probably. We'll go through this again. Yeah, he's going to use his left hand in five seconds with a hammer. Yeah. God. Oh, in ten seconds' time, she's, he's going to rip my eyeballs out. <laughs> he just knows it every yeah. time. Here it comes. Would it get boring? Would, you, would she be going, <sighs> no, I'm bored of this now. I reckon she'd be going, <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah. hell. Fuck. Yeah. I'm going to die again. You're making me die every single night. Are we there? Are we moving? He's... he's um, Here's a thought that's popped in my head. If there is such thing as a human soul, are you moving parts of someone's soul when you move the organs? Yeah. I mean, what is a soul? Is, 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 Do we have one? Yeah, is, is soul a soul not what we all see it? Well, I don't believe in souls, but like, you know, when they see them coming out of the body and all this, is it a soul a part of an organ? Is it just an organ? Fuck knows. I have no idea, but... Fuck knows but is the main answer to this Today podcast. That's uh, that's a robot rise. Go to answer. Yeah. So fuck knows. We don't know. We don't know. So fuck knows. But it's just fucking crazy that that little kid. I mean, it must be horrible. But that little child was able to get somebody convicted of a murder that she had no comprehension of. She wasn't there. She never met the girl. Mm. She wasn't, wasn't even in the same fucking city. But she knew exactly who did it and how he did it and where he. You know, it's it's amazing. Yeah. You can ignore things like this all you like. You can go, that's a, a statistical anomaly. That's just, it's just, co- all right, yeah, it's just coincidence. Okay. If that's what you want to believe, you can believe that. Yeah. Because I'm all for coincidence. I'm all for chance. But this yeah. is, just seems too precise. I, I listen to every story, as in, even if it's wacky or, or makes or logical sense, I will look at both of them and try and have a think about what's a possible outcome of them yeah. in both senses. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and um, it, it could be possible if you know. Like what I was saying with the food and stuff, I can see why. If you've had a heart transplant, that that lady liked what decided she wanted chicken and stuff because if her heart, if the heart before was um basically surviving on nutrients from chickens and stuff like that, then why wouldn't it crave? For yeah, it? exactly. That's what I think. Mm. That's, so I, I can understand that. Yeah. Like that to that's me. Logic, that to me, that's a bit logical, that one. It might not even be a memory. It might no. be... It just knows. It just because it's used to it and it has it all the time. It, it, it might, might be nutrients in it, which which it, it's it been relying on and it needs 
So it just well, knows. yeah, it could be like the heart is uh, in that specific case. The heart could literally be um, cra- craving, but not with memory. Specific, I don't know, vitamins, yeah, minerals, definitely. and and in that might, that craving actually translated to an a a potentially it could have manifested in a false memory. Oh, yeah. go to KFC. Yeah, it could yeah. that could be, but for that girl to do what she did, that eight year old girl. Th- that blows everything, every doubt, in my p- opinion, out of the water. If it's true, fucking horrific. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's true, I mean, it could all be bollocks. But I don't know. She, she needs drugs to keep her awake all the time, and not even fucking think about it. She does, yeah. Fuck going to sleep. Yeah. It's not like Freddy Krueger, but worse. Murdered every night for real. You're seeing the death of a girl every time you shut yeah, your le- eyes. Yeah. At least with Freddy Krueger, if you fell asleep, right, you would just get murdered once, and that'd be it. That's it. You're dead then. Yeah. But. It's worse than Freddy Krueger having that every night. Because he's not dead. You wake him and go, oh, fuck. I'm s- what the fuck? Oh, let's go back well, to I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm shattered because of these nightmares. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. back up, wake up again. Terrifying. It must be fucking awful, yeah. I mean, to take to take her to a psychologist shows that she must have been screwing. Yeah, she must have been fucking down. going nuts, yeah. Just had a massive traumatic operation. Busting the bollock. Just going nuts over everything. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm going to die. Oh, terrifying. Well, that's the episode, people. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah man. So, uh, hope you enjoyed it. Yep. If you want to contact us, uh, robotsforeyes at gmail.com. Facebook, Robots for Eyes. Twitter, <laughs> Robots for Eyes. Robots for Eyes. Robots for Eyes. Just type that in Google and it'll come up with probably everything, really. Yeah. That's yeah. probably the best thing to do now. Just yeah. type it into Google. You know the deal by now. Yeah, man. <clears throat> so Rock and roll. Yeah, so uh, do that. Episode suggestions. Drop us an episode suggestion if you want to leave us a review. Do that if you want to get in contact regarding anything, which I, I want you all to do because it's good fun, man. We yeah. enjoy talking to people. Uh, it's a laugh. So um, I'm sure there's something I've fucking forgotten. T-shirts and things available still. Yeah, if you t-shirts. want, if you if you want um if you want any, just give us a call and well message, and we'll see what we can do. Seems like everyone wants extra large, though, and we haven't got that at the moment. So. <coughs> you all fat bastards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right then. All right then. <coughs> See you later. Bye bye bye. <laughs>